62. Me and you, the two Pauls, yet again. <laughs> back again. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to FNI Rap Chat. How are we all doing? It's starting to feel a bit like summer, Paul. It's warm, yeah. The fan went off there and I was feeling it. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yeah, uh, it's bleeding, roasting. Yeah, today we have Gav Fitzgerald. So uh, this week there's been a lot of buzz around um, the new Liam Gallagher film. I think it's available on iTunes. It's going to have a few screenings, I think, next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep an eye out for it. Um, yeah, so the trailer's like, oh, I, I would have been a, an Oasis fan. As yeah, well. me too, big time. My first, I uh, definitely maybe was my first album. So yeah, yeah, but that I bought. There was albums, there was LPs in the house and stuff. But and then it was cool to see that an Irish guy actually directed it, uh, and kind of leading on from the success of Cav's uh, first feature film, Notorious Conor McGregor, which you can watch on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, great, great to chat to him. Absolutely lovely fella. Uh, really interesting just to see. That's that type of filmmaking where it's very, you know, quite yeah, it's very stage. much fly on the wall. It's it's fascinating to hear what it's kind of like in the middle of like what is ostensibly a media circus. Yeah, and for both of those pe- people yeah. and it, there's protagonists in both of those docs. Yeah, I um, mean, I guess usually when we're starting out making out documentaries, you kind of start off making about smaller subjects and then <laughs> that you, no one gives a on. shite about yeah, yeah well when you're making it anyway yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. uh interesting to see that side of it and the pressure that comes with making you know a film in that world and that celebrity world so very very interesting chat yeah yeah especially in this age of social media where it's just yeah uh yeah lovely lovely fella um what else go, what's any what's fni news uh, do i have any fni news no not this week i don't think Okay. Just as usual, if you'd like to buy F&I a coffee. Yeah. Well, what what can they do, Paul? Uh, buymeacoffee.com forward slash F&I. Good man yourself. Uh, uh, and equally, you know, the usual crack, if you'd like to share what we do, uh, share with, with a friend, subscribe, like, all that type of stuff. Engage with us also, um, if you'd like. If there's anyone in particular particular you would like us to have on, send us a message. Uh, you can drop us an email at fniraptchat at gmail.com. Yeah. Or you can get us DM us on, on any of the social networking platforms. Um, and we'll have a chat with you. Let us know uh, what you thought of other guests and... Um, for example, this week, Papi Chulo is in cinemas. And John Butler, you can go back and listen to the episode of him. One of my favourite interviews, really good one. Uh, yeah, let us know what you thought of the film. Also, uh, any other films that are that are out of filmmakers that we've made, uh, that we've had on the show. Yeah, who else have we got? Who else has worked that's, that's um, in, in the ether? Departures is on Netflix, yeah, so uh, Fergal Rock's film. Yeah, Departures, then, then came you. Any, any budding screenwriters wants to see... It's a fan, uh, number one, watch the film. But uh, if you want to hear kind of how that all came together for him, it's quite fascinating. He, yeah. Um, yeah, he was pretty much writing episodic, uh, you know, soap uh, work and... Entered some festivals, with, which was an earlier version of one of the of that competition, yeah, competitions yeah, and stuff. Yeah. So, like from a screenwriting point of view, there's something that for you. Uh, equally, um, there's some other. Who else? Who else is out there? Uh, I think Float Like a Butterfly has just finished up its cinema run. I think it's getting a few more dates and that. So yeah, catch it if you can, kind of. Yeah. Thing. Carmel Winters, uh, yeah, probably our most listened to podcast so far. Yeah, flying, and also uh, support support local and Irish, and uh, listen, uh, give uh, Dublin Old School a watch as well, which is on. Um, as if we need to tell you, yeah, which is on Netflix. Just, Netflix. Is it on? No. It's just dropped on Netflix as well. Cool, yeah. 
Uh, okay, let's go to Gav Fitzgerald. Hi Gav, thanks very much for coming in. Hi, Not Gav. a problem at all. Thanks for having me. What uh, mode are you in? Are you in kind of oh, uh, as it was mode, or are you kind of m- moving on to the next thing already? Uh, yeah, I would. I'd already moved on to the next thing. It's like right. you finish something and then yeah. it just creeps up again, for, yeah. for, and it all comes back. Yeah, and now I'm in. Yeah, I suppose there's a bit of a come down from from a from a premier red yeah. carpet event, which is kind of weird. Yeah. Where was that in London? Uh, it is. It wasn't. It was in London. Yes, um, in the Alexandra Palace. Okay, pretty cool venue. So what what they do now is uh, with these celebrity films is they they have the premiere in one spot, and then they roll that. Liam had a live performance after the show. And they they live stream that across all the cinemas on the one night. They call it event cinema, right? And it played across two hundred and eighty screens in Ireland and the UK all right. on the same night. I think tickets were a little more expensive. So yeah, the Adidas Special thing was it? Same thing? You did a? Uh, I'm a fan anyway. Oh, right, you're a fan. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, yeah, uh, I no, I think that was separate because he's he's doing so he did so much around it. You know, right. the reality is like yeah, again, yeah. like a, it's a big opportunity for him to to do put out a bunch of things at the same time so the documentary was in support of his uh single release as well okay but yeah so it went across uh 280 screens and uh so did the broadcast and it's just all about getting as many people into the event as possible yeah mm-hmm. and, and there was then, a sort of a live gig like a, a small gig was it or yeah he yeah. just played about four or five songs okay. afterwards yeah, yeah. Um, and it was strange because you're there watching it and uh it's like you're kind of imagining the others it being streamed across and people just watching the screen and it's like you can see that behind it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's kind of this magic golden ticket above the screen. <laughs> and we were the audience suddenly. It was it was funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how did it all come about? Obviously, uh, on the back of the tremendous success of Notorious, the Conor McGregor uh, documentary, but uh, how did this kind of drop in your lap uh, are, are you a fan of Oasis or were you a fan of Oasis yeah no it's weird I, I was um, a big fan growing up yeah, I was yeah. I was. Uh, what's the story Morning Glory was like the first tape I ever bought <laughs> and uh, my brothers used to used to listen to them as well and I was jealous of them going to the gigs and all that kind of mm-hmm. crack Yeah, but I was too young to go and um, and then um, and then yeah so basically uh, Liam had a film in production and it's been going for a few years as as his, as his documentaries and uh it just got to a stage where it needed some new direction and I just Connor or sorry Liam had seen the a previous film yeah. on Connor I think he watched it on a plane and I think he tweeted about it at the time okay and I guess he'd probably just thought to himself well Here's a man who can handle a lunatic, <laughs> and uh, just <laughs> just got a got a call uh, from from Warner Music. Was flown over and very quickly just happened, Liam, and then suddenly I was just in the kind of the steering seat. Uh, so it, was, it all happened very quickly. But well, I, was just, you asked... I was intrigued, obviously, by you know uh, Liam Gallagher. It's, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a strange meeting, and and and. and 
you know just 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 to kind of actually meet the guy at first it was i was a little nervous but it was all it was cool like he i brought him some tato crisps and some and some uh some barry's tea just <laughs> he to, knew how to tame the tiger before yeah the, yeah you know like yeah, i knew i knew he had a had a fondness for the irish i thought look i'll just bring him some like like we all yeah, do yeah 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 and he knew he knew them of course and um he said the tato was were like crack <laughs> and uh yeah just just kind of went from there I, I was i was literally you know shooting editing at the same time within a couple of weeks after really? that yeah and did you have to kind of pitch what your take on the on what the film would be or what what stage was the film at was it the film was basically a lot of a lot of there was a lot of footage right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. not a lot of steer on what on what the story was there was right. an there was an idea of, of what it was um but and, and people had different ideas but uh, it was a bit all over the place, basically. Um, I, I suppose I don't think the, the director will be listening to this. So, <laughs> uh, it, yeah, he, you know, he wasn't. He wasn't like he, he wasn't a director. Probably, you know, um, more music videos. More about music videos. More kind of um, had all this footage and, and maybe not a complete sense of what, of, of what where to go and what to do with it. And you know, in a way, like I kind of been there before a little with with McGregor stuff. We mm. had a lot of footage. Mm. And the, the stories it was always changing. It, it was a similar. It felt like a similar puzzle, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I got the chance to kind of basically go out, shoot some more stuff, kind of tie it together. But really, most of the time was 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 spent in 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 post because we had deadlines already when I right. came in. Yeah, so it was tough. It was a tough. tough I guess it helps again. that he was on the crest of a wave again as well during all that. You know, when you come in, how far? Like, yeah. when did you come in? Uh, like, how far? How far? Well, this is it. Cause I, you when know, did you pick? Like, two thousand and seventeen, or uh, no? It was that? it was two thousand and eighteen. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, I, I kind of Yabern has this perception of Liam and, mm. and Oasis, and when you arrive, you're kind of expecting drama and. and <laughs> cigarettes and alcohol and whatever but yeah. like when, when i went to the first gig and all like it was all <laughs> it was all pretty pretty nice now you know yeah yeah. so it was like it's like the stuff that the drama kind of happened already and you weren't going to find so much yeah. of it in the present so it, it, it was going back and over over that archive and and all the stuff that was shot and really getting the most drama out of that mm. footage you know because okay. it, it is there like you know yeah i think um like, i mean liam's in a fascinating character yeah you know, it really is, and and when he's when he's on or when there's something happening, like it's so easy to watch. Yeah, he's exciting. You know. Yeah. So I saw um, Supersonic. They did a similar thing. I I was at one of the event screenings where there was like a Q and A with Liam and Bonehead. I think afterwards he's still called Bonehead. Yeah. <laughs> Guy's like fifty. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> I think he likes it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. His name's Paul Arthurs. <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, so Liam came down and he was just like, he's so charismatic. And I remember thinking at the time, like there's, there is a definitely a doc in just Liam, like just himself, you know, afterwards. Like, did you, were you kind of aware of the, the supersonic? Were you like, what, what were you trying to say that was different with this? Yeah, well, I I I saw Supersonic in the cinema when it came out, and yeah. I loved it. You know, yeah. just what a great story! Yeah. Just seeing Oasis, and I and I think it was a really really good call just to focus on their rise, just that mm. short period of time yeah. where they went from living in a council house to you know taking over the world essentially. Yeah, but you know there was a there's a whole period there of Oasis. Uh, that was probably airbrushed out of the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. 
very much their decline. Um, and the whole thing was 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 a bit like you know the uh, the Senas and the, and this kind of like where it was all all uh, all archive footage mm. with with audio interviews. So yeah. this had to be like you know totally different to, to any of that it can't just yeah. be supersonic too yeah yeah and 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 also it was, <laughs> it was very difficult to 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 tell the oasis story because every single shot of 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 Noel you have to like uh, legally <laughs> edge around right, right. And, and pay for right. so it, it had to be Liam's story and 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 that's something that people don't know you know yeah and it's so it's like a it's like a rock star and his you know, it's a rock star in his forties. Like, you yeah, know, it's yeah. a different, it's a different type yeah. of, yeah, a, a documentary entirely. And um, so, yeah, I think, I think, uh, it, I, I was very conscious of not using, you know, a shot from Supersonic or anything like that, mm-hmm. and make sure it was very different. Um, and I think, I think, I think it is, you know, at least, yeah, yeah. And um, so, yeah, how long did you spend in the edit? Um, you know, it was it was sort of like six weeks here and then uh got to go out try get some more right. shooting and, and yeah. this kind of stuff and then um you know come back another another eight weeks or so it was it, but it was it was crazy kind of we really had to fit it in mm. it's like when i came in there already you know up against the deadline wise right um, I, I guess all edits are but when, <clears throat> when when it comes to like films with celebrities and stuff like that i mean they they want the film more more so than than the best film, you know, they just they they want you to meet that that deadline, right? Really, so mm. they very much so. Yeah. You were getting it in line <laughs> so you with had all a the tight deadline, very right. tight deadline, oh. you know. Like and and um, I don't know, like you need if you're trying to do a film properly, you need breathing space, you know, mm. a bit of perspective, some time away, kind of yeah. almost. And it just doesn't work like that. They have these hard deadlines that they're trying to meet, yeah, and they're hard and, and, and until you know <laughs> you realize that like it's not possible, and suddenly there's a new deadline, you know. But mm-hmm. that's that's kind of how how it operates. Okay, was there any unexpected obstacles kind of pop up along the way apart from the obvious time constraints? Well, yeah, I think um, you know we were told initially we're allowed to use wasted music. Mm-hmm. I heard uh, about this, but I didn't want to so, yeah. push on it if you can, no, couldn't no, talk not about at all. it. I mean, it's Liam's Liam's. To talking about it loads <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah we we were told initially uh you know oasis have to help us make this documentary so they they can help us with getting some of their old archive and whatever mm-hmm. and music however noel doesn't want to be in this documentary so you can't use any shots of him basically uh or his you know he refuses his image rights his right. likeness or anything <clears throat> but then you know we figured out that um there's the, there's there's a loophole there is that if it's third party material, you, you know, if I shoot, if someone shoots an owl in the street, he, he can't actually say that that's his image rights, and you're allowed to use shots like that of him. So okay. just like you know, those kind of him walking by or right, this kind of stuff. Uh, it's, yeah. it's 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 tricky. Um, yeah. But um, you know, you have to be very careful and legally clear anything we want to use shots of no. Yeah. But then uh, then he said that. Basically, as Noel owns the publishing rights and, and, and uh, the Oasis music, so he refused that, so we couldn't use any Oasis songs. And then we were told that, you know, oh, but we're allowed to use Liam's songs. And he actually wrote, you know, a few tracks with with Oasis people probably don't know even. Mm. Uh, one track, I Made of Times, actually really nice, and that, that was kind of um, used a bit in the film, but we had to take that out then because Noel strummed a guitar in the background. Right, okay. <laughs> and, you know, like, uh, yeah. 
But at least this podcast, anyway, won't be like sensationalist headlines. No. <laughs> <laughs> Head director uh, says that that was an asshole. You should have just it's, put it's, a, it's a, potato, like that, or a potato on a lollipop stick and just bounced it through the footage. He would Liam would have got a kick out of that. Yeah, yeah. Potato. Well, it's all a bit silly for these for these grown men, you know. And at yeah, the end yeah. of the day, like, I mean, that 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 this documentary will will even get no money somehow, you know. Yeah, yeah. So and did it feel like a big white elephant while making the film or? Was it was it was it this presence that you had to kind of dance around the whole way through? Um, yeah, no, I think that because I, when I arrived at first, I was you know like everyone, you're trying to you're kind of wondering is it real? Yeah, the the rivalry, and yeah. then so uh, so I approached it cautiously as first asking him, but Liam doesn't mind talking about it, no, like yeah. more so than um, some of the rest of his family, or maybe a little more, you know, to be a little more careful. Yeah, yeah. Um, because just bringing up bad emotions, but yeah, Liam just likes. He, I think he he gets that it, it gets likes and whatever yeah. if he goes out. No, right. so he's no problem talking about him. Yeah, yeah. But as you know, his, his angers do do, or his his emotions do range from like kind of angry to to actually missing him. And yeah, yeah. It's, it's all over the shop. You, you it's, can it's see, like it happened see that yesterday. if you follow it, you really can. You know, yeah. No, it's like it happened yesterday. Sadness, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but no, I, I uh, yeah. N- when we were kind of making the doc, we we're telling Liam's story. Um, there were there was restrictions on kind of telling Knowles because he's not in it, you know. But yeah, but yeah. he's always that elephant in the room, so we had to make it, you know, Liam's story. But obviously, you can't beat around the bush. And also, it's that's the juicy stuff, you know. Like yeah. You wanna you wanna know about the rivalry because yeah, that's that's it. And what was the most interesting thing for you, kind of thematically? What were you kind of exploring as a filmmaker through that story? Um, well, I think, yeah, you know, you, you, you could just, there's a, you could write an encyclopedia going back and forth on who said this and who yeah. said that, you know, at the well, end just of the, the day, story in general, not just the, the yeah. rivalry, but just the, the Liam story that, so, sorry, the, sorry, the, what was kind of the, the thing that, or the kind of theme or the, the thing that you connected with in terms of telling the story? Yeah, well, I mean, for this film, it, it was, it was, it was kind of the comeback story. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Liam basically, uh, after leaving Oasis, he immediately formed a band called BDI. Yeah, and most people have forgotten them because yeah. they didn't really, they didn't really land, and and they ended up being more of a support act than a headliner. And you know, you can't really imagine Liam like that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was watching all that old footage and stuff. It was like you're seeing a very different type of him, probably yeah. more humble almost. Right. But he wanted it. He want he he needs to be. You know, headline and sixty thousand fans, whatever. Right. He, he he's a big name, so so it became kind of the. Uh, uh, then uh, sorry, after that, he basically took four years out of music when 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 BDI split up, and he was just a bit lost. You know, right. yeah, um, yeah. wasn't doing anything, and, and I think he said himself recently in interviews like he's, it's like he's always going to be famous. Yeah. But when you're walking down the road, like you want to have that sense of what you're famous for, like, and it's like he didn't want to be just oh that's that dick out of Oasis. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, he, yeah, he wanted yeah. he wanted to you know satisfy his own artistic um, ability. So so it was about him getting his mojo back, you know. So it was yeah. it was, it was the, it's the comeback story. It's kind of like <laughs> the Rocky, classic montage, Rocky Three or something. <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that that that's kind of I think the was the guts of the narrative to kind of mm. knock him down and bring him back up. Yeah, yeah. So you were able to have fun with that then in the edit when you're putting that together. Then I'd say. Yeah, and and you know it's 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 tricky um, to get the lows when you don't. Mm. 
have you talking about stuff that isn't you don't you know, the camera's not there yeah, you know yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. so you're trying to you have to be really creative of how you how you um portray that in the footage and you mm-hmm. have to use your rushes really uh you know looking over archive is great you know in with knowledge that other people don't have or something you know and you yeah. can pick out moments that like oh that's actually a really big moment where yeah. he's actually really lost there yeah yeah but you wouldn't have known that had you just watched that at the time you know yeah mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. like yeah documentary like footage is funny it has this aging quality to mm. it yeah, um, yeah and i found that very interesting yeah yeah and then also just like how you approach uh the archive itself you know how, how do you how do you treat it in a film yeah you know it's 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 it can be very flat or 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 you can really think about how we 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 had all sorts of thoughts about how we might like filmish and 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 uh you know bring it to life more or and we ended up doing because you get all these mixed formats you get tape that's like uh you know four three mm-hmm. and you so you get all these different formats and we, we we started coming up with a with a method to fill the screen with it and um it's, it's just basically in the in the graphics and, and treatment of the archive and giving yeah. it a look and yeah. feel uh, that's separate to the the here and now the film yeah um and obviously it was a very different process for mcgregor you had so much more time uh was there was there things that you learned from making that film that you were able to bring to this project uh yeah i think so I, I, it it was a similar beast i think um certainly at the edit stage but in shooting you know um with with the celebrities who who have the the bigger egos yeah, it's, yeah. it's difficult to to you can make a plan and 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 go in with the vision and everything you want to get in a day but like it, it, it in any second just be thrown out the window he's not doing this <laughs> he's doing that right yeah, yeah so yeah. you have to be able to to adapt um i think that like oh we're going to miami now okay kind oh, of thing. yeah you wouldn't believe like okay. <laughs> mcgregor's way worse for it but um <laughs> um i'm sure Liam was probably worse in his 20s you know yeah yeah um but yeah yeah you have to be uh willing to adapt um right. definitely uh when it when it comes to shooting and you know the last thing you want is like is is the if you're doing it in an observational way and stuff you, you don't want your talent in a situation where 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 he doesn't want to be there and mm. and it, it looks like that it just it just it would just come across really wrong so you have to make them feel uh you know like as comfortable, like as, like possible. Like as, comfortable as possible and try to forget the camera because you're, you're trying were to you find shooting those. you kind of in the background and using some long lenses or were you intrusively um, kind of there at the breakfast table kind of thing yeah yeah more so more so the press i think that like i didn't have as much time with with Liam to kind of um t- develop the shooting style and i think you know with 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 Connor I had a lot of time with with time with them um Liam and also the a lot of the footage was was a certain way so we just kind of kept to that style which 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 was basically access led it was it was uh, more so at the table than than far away yeah, um yeah. and and you're just trying to cut through a little bit of the performance for the camera you know what i mean and just try catch the guard down but it, it's 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 uh yeah it's tricky um but i think that uh yeah you know it's, it's well it's it obviously bad, worked it was a massive success uh let's go back to the start uh filmmaking uh how did you get into that crack filmmaking i <laughs> <laughs> uh well i suppose um i was always really into films i love films and then i ended up studying uh film in trinity which was just you know theoretical films, so watching them and and writing about them, 
which I really enjoyed. But I got into the filmmaker society there and got my hands on some cameras and through incredibly amateur <laughs> ways just started making shorts, often starring myself even. And uh, then, yeah, at one stage we actually we, we won... Um, like three grand on on a short, and that was like great money back then. Yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I paid for some some holiday, and and I said to myself, God, I wonder if I could do this for a living. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that, then I just persevered. Really, um, I suppose that you know the DSLRs and all that kind of stuff, you could actually afford to buy a camera. Mm-hmm. So I got one of them, and we started making uh, just just videos and 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 short docs about fighters um up in sbg in in um on the longwell road where, where uh connor used to train and all that and we, we were the first cameras up there right yeah yeah they hadn't they, they're all like oh deadly yeah, <laughs> cameras yeah. now they didn't yeah. have the signs telling you to fuck off yeah. um so yeah that was cool to kind of be privy to that and just and just we, we went up there and there was just so many characters yeah in this one room it was like they all wanted it so much yeah, you had yeah. Paddy Houlihan, Cahill Pendred, uh, Owen Roddy, yeah. Conor McGregor, all these names that people know now. Yeah, yeah. And we just got in there early and started yeah. filming and then met Conor through that. And that was kind of the first, uh, uh, you know, RT doc I got to make then. Was it? Because it was pretty niche then. Did you always have an interest in it? or? No, I got, I got, I've got into it through filming. My, right. my, my friend had a website um, and that's where our content was going on, Severe MMA. Okay. And... Yeah. Uh, so we were, but you were getting stuff from the very start. Yeah, like, like yeah. Very, we didn't. Know, we at the very start. I mean, you know, I, yeah, I, I, I did kind of think we were getting more than a video. Do you know what I mean? It was <laughs> yeah, like yeah, going yeah. up there, yeah. filming stuff, Just learning, learning, <laughs> yeah, learning on the on the job, definitely. Yeah. But I, I did sense that like this, this is I actually surrounded by very real people, and there's there's drama, and there's and there's all this, and we started yeah. thinking, oh, we need to make a film about the gym and about all these different characters. Yeah. Um. Which would have been really interesting, but then Connor came along and was like, "No, no, it's about him. Yeah, just keep <laughs> it on him." Yeah, yeah. yeah, because he's just you know could have uh, just something about him before he was famous. Even you meet him and you're just like, "Yeah, this guy's yeah uh, really captivating." Yeah, and uh, sure enough, it just happened so quickly then that he went from kind of getting into the UFC, a late late performance and the late late show where he kind of stole the, yeah. the eyes of the, of yeah. the public, and then. Um, yeah, he's been on the downhill ever since. So it was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of a no-brainer in terms of pitching that to RTE, I guess. Then, yeah, yeah. Um, and we, we we went with uh, uh, Motive Television yeah. and um, Jamie, Jamie Dalton and there because uh, they had that relationship with, with with RTE and everything. So yeah, we just basically it all happened very quickly. I guess yeah. you know we're really lucky that we had such a you know, a character that sells so much and yeah. we we just kinda held on to that access to him. Yeah. And um yeah, just it just led from one thing to the next. So it led from uh a one hour to a six part series and then to to, to, to the film. So yeah, yeah um, it was kinda it was it was all it was very intense uh, yeah. period of, of yeah of uh being around him and all you that. McGregor so. out by the end of Yeah, it. absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what in terms of the film notorious um because uh, I watched it recently, uh, and which is available on Netflix, it folks, yeah, if yeah. you're interested. It's in great, it. and I kind of <laughs> had been. I was kind of like, I feel like I've seen everything. You know, I've seen that whole story, but uh, watching the film was like, where well, you actually, I felt like you got a very uh, intimate kind of portrayal, and there was you know sides of him that I didn't see inside of the family, and especially like D and all that stuff. What would you going in? How did you approach the actual film then at that stage? 
Yeah, well, I mean, so that was one thing is that you're always competing against what what is such a digital age yeah, now. Yeah. Like he can't he can't do anything without without it going all over all yeah. these uh, goss websites. And then you got you know often one or two crews trying to make a documentary at the same time as you. It's 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 right. it's really difficult. You know, for whatever other yeah yeah, yeah. McGregor content um, show it is, whether it's the UFC or whatever. So it it's it's really it's really difficult to kind of uh to be original yeah um and we i've seen i'd seen them you know uh do interview after interview and 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 they'll shoot it this way and they'll get phantoms and they'll yeah. and they'll do this and that and and I, he just goes into interview mode so i just wanted to capture him more as he, as he really is the yeah. more human side of him and kind of when the camera turns off what's he like yeah uh, so we just kept that that observational style i suppose and uh, kept it intimate and personal yeah. um that's what he was used to shooting with us as well and, and that's what worked yeah and um yeah and then and then you know it was it was but i suppose like one uh problem that a lot of people will counter uh, you know i've heard other people talk about it have done documentaries on celebrities who are uh whose story is developing still is like you know where do you draw the line in the sand when you're making a documentary about yeah. them and for someone like connor it's like it's like you know his fight one week and then it's like super excited and everyone's mad into that but then it's yesterday's news yeah, yeah. and it's like what's happening next and you have to include this and you have to include that and yeah, it's, yeah. it becomes difficult to kind of uh you know just know where to draw the line in the sand yeah. with, with the film yeah and yeah. did you like it well, like was like was it edited and, you, and stuff was happening and you're like well we have to go and get that and throw it in clearly yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> there was some of that all right because you know and it wasn't even like that um uh i felt we we you know we always had to get this but it was like it, deadlines again with mm. with 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 uh making making a film and then it's like the timing of the release well you have to you know put this story in and and then some of it maybe was a bit rushed you know because of that yeah um like the initial thing was kind of getting him, him becoming world champion you know the rags to riches story and, yeah. it, and, and it, just when he looks just it's just there was so many different cuts of the film do you know what right, i mean and, yeah, and yeah. i am happy i am look i'm i'm happy <laughs> yeah, yeah with it and all yeah. that stuff and i'm delighted we, you know that it, it did as well as it did and, and got onto all these amazing platforms like but uh yeah it's it's just um yeah it's just tricky uh working with celebrities i suppose yeah, yeah. What's the most difficult thing uh, in your profession for you? What's the most difficult uh, thing, uh, t I suppose, task or, uh, uh, or that you have, particularly because you're dealing with such massive international stars mm. in, in your last two jobs? What, what's the most difficult aspect of your profession for you? Um, yeah, I suppose it's... Probably this shite, is it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not, not built for this at all. But it's um, like, yeah, there. See, I, I like, I am. I do want to make films that aren't just about celebrities as well, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, which which I can talk about after. But uh, when you're when you're, yeah, working with like you know bigger egos and the problem is you you know you're also working with management and there's a lot of people, a lot of voices and and, and things like that involved. So it can be very difficult to make everyone happy and you have to choose your battles and you have to fight for your film but you have to pick battles as well yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and and you can just you can just mad things can happen where you know one week it's you're struggling to get this deadline and the next week it's uh oh did we did we tell you about the deadline did we, oh, it doesn't matter <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, 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 it's yeah, yeah. uh yeah so it's it's a tr it's a tricky it's a tricky job um 
uh, trying to keep everyone happy. In these How did you keep uh, Connor and Liam Gallagher out of the edit room? Uh, very, very easily because they don't want to be there. No, they did. No, 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 they know. Like I mean, the last thing these guys want to watch is themselves. Well, he's surprised with Connor, but uh, <laughs> Connor's just Connor's just so hard to get a hold of. Do you know what I mean? He's yeah. doing so much at once that like he'd forget it was you know it was even happening around. Well, him, he yeah. would like be like, oh yeah, that yoke. <laughs> you know, like he's so much going on. Yeah. Um. That that's that's not the problem at all. Like people think that they're in the they're in the room. Mm-hmm. It's nothing like that. Um. So yeah, no, that's not a problem. And, and what kind of stories are you interested in telling as a filmmaker? Um, I don't, I don't like. There's not like any any particular, you know, overriding one. I want, I, yeah. I want, I want, I, I like, I like, I want to watch things that I want to watch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 is, yeah, is one thing. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like, you know, I love documentaries because at the moment it's just so exciting that they can push the form so much. Mm. Um, they, they can, they can. Uh, you know, there's just the the standard out there is insane, you know. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, like, you know, at first I thought like oh, I want to make um, drama and things like that, but now I feel like that there's <laughs> just like so much to accomplish in documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's unstoppable. And you can um, be so creative in that. Yeah, medium. it's insane. It's insane. Um, but the kind of films, I mean, I, I I suppose I like I like exciting films that just keep keep you on the edge. See, I like I like a sense of competition. Um. I'm making one at the moment on um well it's in development with with Screen Ireland but yeah. it's it's called the Million Dollar Pigeon Race so it's about uh, high stakes pigeon racing. Oh. So something something quite quite different and it's it's yeah. it's dealing with the celebrities of the sky yeah, not, yeah. not not uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> not the egos on the ground so um so that that I'm really I'm really excited about that one and it's kind of my first chance I suppose to make a feature doc which which I can really uh, implement a style I think from from the from the outset yeah as opposed to kind of being locked into this area where I have all this um footage and and um uh you know raw material so it's yeah, really no, starting no, by no means is it a, ho- a home run with the subject matter that you have with the two other pieces of work but this yeah. one you can very much create your own linear narrative yeah and you can know you know like the it's casting at the moment you know it's right. finding the best characters that you can find and mm. and and every time you kind of find a new character your story changes and it's it's really just like you know doing a little bit doing enough shooting to kind of sell the idea but really it's yeah. you know writing and rewriting and and it's frustrating but right. it's I, I, it's it's actually it's just a really nice process to be able yeah. to set back before you go hell for leather shooting whereas you're working with celebrities you, you have to capture what's happening mm. all the time mm. you know um i think like i'd also like to you know a uh, sports have a massive interest in and i have some sports ideas and yeah. you know it would be nice sometime as well to kind of do a documentary on somebody who's who's uh maybe careers ended or maybe they've maybe they're they're dead <laughs> you can you can you know tell the full story yeah, yeah as yeah. opposed to um when something that's that, something that's happening and and constantly changing and developing yeah. and wrecking your head in the edit <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so uh yeah that's it and with the pigeon one how, how did you find that and maybe tell us a bit more about like what's so exciting about that world um yeah, I, my, initially it was just my, my father had a had a had a patient who was a pigeon fancier. Almost sounds like a poem. Yeah, it is. And um, Byron, Lord, <laughs> Lord Byron. Yeah, and uh, he basically just um, told me he's this great character, and I, I should talk to him. And and uh, I wasn't doing anything one week, and I just I just gave him a call, and before you knew it, I was in his loft or whatever. And yeah. 
great characters. Yeah. But you know, a lot of films, mm. yeah, it's it's an so it just it did fascinate me just the the type of characters that you find who be attracted to birds. It's almost like a psychological condition, you know. It's yeah. like you just yeah. like keep pigeons <laughs> at the back of your garden, and like all you do is think of pigeons, and it, it's crazy, like you know. Yeah. And there's like an older an older generation, more working class generation, mm. great characters in it. So that that's what attracted me to it. But there's been a good few films about pigeons and right. pigeon racing. So it's like, how do I find an idea that that can transcend that and what can what can sell internationally as opposed to just being something more for here so i, I heard about this million dollar pigeon race in uh south africa they told me about a oh, million dollar what a million dollar pigeon P- race pigeons yeah so that that for me it was like it was like it's 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 it sold it you know what i mean yeah, it's yeah. like the, that, that's the title like, you yeah know? so uh, and you get to go away again yay everyone's yeah, a winner yeah and it makes it international as well it makes it international yeah, yeah. and so and and so um so and then recently only a pigeon sold online for 1.25 million euro. Oh, wow. Really? So uh, that caught actually and I saw it on Sky News. This is a pigeon in the corner. <laughs> so I was like this is the right timing for this documentary yeah, as well. Yeah. So uh I'm going out of hell for leather just um finding at the moment just just a casting phase and uh, we're working with with Venom Films um awesome. yeah, yeah. and uh yeah I met the guy who bought the bought the pigeon for for over a million quid or whatever a Chinese Chinese billionaire right. and uh he like had this entourage around him and I was like what is going on? <laughs> Here we go again. Yeah. It's happy to be in the film. Uh, yeah, hopefully. I mean, like, you know, like everyone, they're elusive, but, uh, and I, he doesn't speak English, but I was talking <laughs> to his lovely translator and he's, and I, I gave him a gift uh, and of, of a, a, a picture of a pigeon. And um, <laughs> I think I'm on good terms. So hopefully you when, never when we kick off. one arm as long as the other. That's, <laughs> that's it. Always bring gifts. That's my advice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so you are you constantly looking for stories uh, how like what's your yeah. kind of process are you just open to hearing stories all the time yeah i can't i mean like i think like anyone if you uh, it's hard to switch off almost you're always looking for stories and but you can't force it i, I actually find like documentaries funny like you can't you don't come up with an infinite ideas you know yeah. you have to it's about timing and and mm-hmm. access and lots of factors you know mm. um but yeah, I'm all, I'm always trying to toy with the developing new ideas, and um, uh, you know, it's just trying to find the right time when to let them out of the the bag and right, whatever. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah um, I think that like yeah, in making a, a feature film or whatever, if you're making your first yeah. um, documentary, it, it just gives you an opportunity to pitch the next one. Yeah, you yeah, know. So yeah. if if you ever make a film. Uh, and you go to uh, you know a festival or wherever with it's, it's not about that film it's about the next one right. so it's yeah, just about yeah. having yeah. having uh, those ideas and, and and yeah God they can come from anywhere but I, well, one thing you'll also find with documentary is that there's you know nearly ten other people trying to make the same one you know a At lot the same a, time. a lot of the time really, yeah it's just because yeah. ideas are are not the currency you know it's right. it's, how, it's how well you can orchestrate it okay can you can you pull it off can you get the money you know, like it's same with everything. Like even, yeah. I don't know. Whenever, whenever there's a, a a big documentary comes out, it's like as if there's two two of the same topic comes out a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. so it's 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 you know can you can you uh, can you get there first? You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can't. So sometimes you you, you kind of put some work into something and it just kind of uh, you know yeah. that's as far as it goes. Any tips for kind of documentary filmmakers? 
dealing, I guess, I suppose, with stress, because it sounds like you had a lot on your plate yeah. over the last couple of gigs. Uh, yeah. And obviously very rewarding afterwards, but yeah, how do you deal with that when there's, you know, what seems to be an insurmountable amount of work ahead of you? Yeah, I, I actually... Or do you just click, I'm in work mode, let's do this? I I'm just kind of calm person, is 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 very suits me. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't get too dazzled when, when, when uh, you just have to... To, to deal with the, the circumstance and like uh, I, I don't like to you know uh, go crazy and, and and burn bridges and stuff like that which which you can feel like doing at some stages <laughs> if, if if you put a lot of work into something and and you know but like you have to just sit back and it's just like relationships in real life you know right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> what yeah. are you going to get out of calling someone this or that you know you yeah, have to sit yeah. back and think and and, and, and approach it uh, in a more calm way breathe um do jujitsu. That's the. That's the. That's. But that's how you cope. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, actually. Yeah, really, you know, yeah. exercise. Yeah, everybody needs an outlet, you know, yeah, even from yeah. a mindless point of view. And we often ask yeah. people like, "Come on, yeah, how, for me, how, how, do, how do you deal with rejection? Have you been rejected lately oh, for something?" Of course. Like, I mean, you, 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 God, you always feel um, like you're not good enough. You know, <laughs> constantly. Like, it's 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 tricky. It's it's this. Yeah, it's that, that mindfulness thing you're talking about and uh, self doubt and all that kind of stuff. And and. Yeah, I always feel like it's funny when I when I when I go to training um I I, I do jujitsu mm. and uh that's that's my best way of, of clearing the head. I just go up there stressed about this or that and after after rolling ten rounds with a with a load of dudes, like you just <laughs> go you completely forget what you're stressed about and, yeah. and then you feel really great after it and it's just yeah. that endorphin and you realise that like it's uh you know, your confidence comes from within you and you just you just have yeah. to uh, I don't know. Uh, I think whatever whatever makes you feel good will will definitely help you. Um, have a hobby. Have a hobby. Yeah. yeah, I mean, sometimes we get so caught up in just the filmmaking side that we kind of forget. I think that's that's great that you have a different passion. You know, with something yeah. else. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And of course, like you know, whatever you're passionate about, you're always thinking of ideas to yeah, film and stuff as well. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I'd be doing. God, I mean, like you said, you know, I'd be doing film if it, if it wasn't being paid for it. You know. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, it, it all becomes more serious, of course, when you do have budgets and things like yeah, that. Yeah. But yeah. and now that like the word is getting out about as it was, and that are you are you starting to get more offers? Is there a bit of buzz or? Um, yeah, well, I, I mean, I didn't with with the Conor McGregor one. You know, um, probably the the biggest benefit is that you can say a film that people have seen. Mm. You know, they may not have seen it themselves, but at least they've heard of it. You know, and yeah. it just gives you just gives you a chance to to. Um, uh, have an opportunity to pitch something or whatever. Whereas, a bit of leverage in the room, just a little bit, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, um, but it doesn't. It, it documentary is not going to lead, mm. you know, explicitly to the next one. You know, yeah. Um, probably, you know, because a lot of it would be based on, like I say, an access and yeah. and and the timing of the deal and all that kind of stuff. So I got I got a couple of like strange offers, you know, right, to, yeah, to, yeah. to direct things that I wasn't um, uh, suited for. You know, right, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and then, but then the the lean thing did lead from that, so yeah. very much directly. So yeah. I guess I guess you know having a film that a lot of people get to see is you never know where it leads. Yeah. But I, I'd be afraid if I get another foreign number calling me now. Right. And who the hell is this yeah. on the line? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I mean, like I got a Chinese man on line four. Must <laughs> yeah. talk to you about pigeons. <laughs> Yeah, we'll do that one. <laughs> um, any uh, words of wisdom to yourself uh, when you were starting out? Um, I, I suppose like um, 
you, when you're starting out, you just, you just think you know it all, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, but it's it, that's okay. You know what I mean? Like, make yeah. all the mistakes that you like, make them all. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you're still, you're always, always learning and always getting better. Like, you know, I'm, I'm always probably, you know, embarrassed to look at something I made a week ago, let alone a, a year. You know the way? Like, you just, yeah. you just, it's you're always developing um, and, and getting better at, at what you do. Um, so I don't know. Words of wisdom: just be kinder to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, Gav, thanks so much. Best of luck with everything. Looking forward to seeing the, the pigeon film. <laughs> oh, thanks a million. Yeah, I'll need to promote that one compared to the... <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have you back on. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, thanks, for thanks, thanks so much. I'm Ala Majeka Dumi. And I'm Pater Kuivonik. And we are part of the Motherfucker team. Motherfucker's podcast of words, Irish, Irish words, and words from Ireland. It comes every Friday on the Head Stuff Podcast Network. So join us for an irreverent and sometimes insightful but always exciting look at the Irish language, Hiberno English, and all sorts of word games at play. Biggie out.